Hi, I'm Zoe. And I'm Jules. And this is a new podcast that uh, we're starting together um, called It's Super Important. And the podcast is about literary web series, a very niche thing that not many people will want to listen to. We're going to be sort of watching a few episodes at a time of some different literary inspired web series and discussing them as we go along. Okay, here's the thing that I just realized. I've been calling them literary web series, but you seem to call them literary inspired web series. And I wonder how that difference came about. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like just the shortening to L-I-W makes me default to saying all three words when I say it. Yeah, I think for me, what it was, was I saw people including stuff like Horizons and Classic Alice in the literary and web series genre. And like, while they are semi book related, I was like, I'm not sure if they count. Mm-hmm. So that's I kind of I guess I was being kind of discriminatory when I started using literary web series because I was like mm, maybe not inspired maybe just book web yeah maybe I shouldn't do that yeah I mean I've also seen someone talk about literary based web series and that said that would just seemed incorrect to me well that would but. be LBW. Yeah. Which is and that, coincidentally the, the acronym for uh, Ashley Clements's, uh writing class on Patreon. <laughs> yeah, so that's just confusing. Yeah. So I, I wasn't into that. Yeah. But it is funny how even in such a tiny community you can come up with totally different names for things. Yes. Yeah. I remember when um when Mina Morris – no, Mia, Mia, Mina Murray's diary – or Mia Murray – Sorry, Mina Murray's journal was coming out, and they, and they were like, we're V-Lit. And I'm like, what the heck is V-Lit? Yeah, what is V-Lit? I don't know. Vid- video literature? Vlog literature? I don't know. Vlog literature? Not yeah. a fan. Uh, anyway. Yeah, I wrote down some questions for us to answer. Uh, okay. Zoe, how did you get into literary-inspired web series? Um... I think like most people, I watched the Lizzie Bennet Diaries. I didn't watch it while it was airing, but I think I watched it like the week after it finished airing, which is kind of weird. Mm -hmm. I just like binged it. And then I watched all of the other Pemberley Digital stuff as it was coming out and started kind of finding other literary web series. Um, Like just through that, I guess, like YouTube was better at recommending you things back in the day. Yeah. Um, And so I just kind of found like Green Gables Fables and um, In Earnest Mm -hmm. and Autobiography of Jane Eyre and whatever else the other early ones were. Yeah. 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 For me, it was a little bit different because I watched Lizzie Bennet Diaries at the time. I'm pretty sure while it was airing, like I was a big Vlogbrothers fan, like when it started. And so I think Hank made a video that was like, hey, I'm I'm producing a web series. And I was like, I'm getting on that. Um, And so I watched that as it was airing. And then after that, I didn't really pursue anything else. Like I didn't even know there were like other literary web inspired web series until um, the summer of 2014 
when I was at a film camp and I met uh, a girl named Simona. Shout out to Simona if you're listening. Um, and she introduced me to Nothing Much to Do. Um, and Because I followed her on Tumblr and she was blogging a lot about that because it was airing at the time. Yeah. And I caught up with Nothing Much to Do right before Hero's birthday. <laughs> Oh no! So that was like the like the weirdest time to have been caught up because it was like there was like radio silence at the time from like all the candle wasters Twitter and like their Tumblr and stuff like that. And then they posted yeah. the hero's birthday video because they I guess they wanted to create an atmosphere of like what the heck happened at this birthday party. Um, so that yeah that was fun. Um, yeah. Uh, and then I inspired by nothing much to do. I actually started making some theories. Um, and so through that, I like tried to keep involved in the whole community because like I wanted to keep on top of like what's happening, what's coming out. And therefore I have like a whole database of information (laughs) that like no one cares about. (laughs) I feel like it's weird because I was watching more of them earlier than you were but i gone into the actual community slash fandom way later yeah like, yeah i just wasn't i don't know it was just kind of like a thing that i watched on my own time mm-hmm. and then like senior year of high school i was like there's definitely a fandom for this stuff i should find them mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh, speaking of being a fan, another question I have, Zoe, what would you say are your top three literary web fire web series? Oof. I feel like this is a hard question because... Yeah. And I have an mm. advantage because I got to think about it. <laughs> yeah. Do you want me to go first? <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay. So number one for me would be Project Green Gables. Um, For those of you who don't know what that one is, that one is an adaptation of Anne of Green Gables um, and starring a a young black woman as Anne. And they just, I think they updated everything so incredibly well. And I also, listen, no shade to Green Gables fables, but I really like that um, Project Green Gables adapted the second book as well. I feel like that, like, that really helped it um, in the third season. Um, and then another one of my favorites is a pretty recent one. I say recent, but I think it started in 2018 or something. Uh, time flies. Uh, is the campaign for Camelot, which actually I was not super into at first when it first started airing. I was like, yeah, this is all right. And I'm friends of the creator, so I'll, I'll watch it. And then, like, halfway through, there's an episode that recontextualizes every single thing that you've seen so far in a really cool way. And then I was like, okay, no, I love this, actually. <laughs> um, and then third, uh, I would have to decide between um, Nothing Much to Do or The Better Strangers. Um. The Better Strangers just, I feel like, came out at a very good time for me to have watched it. I And also, As You Like It is my favorite Shakespeare play, which is what The Better Strangers is based off of. Um, and so I feel like The Better Strangers just was like, came out at the perfect time for me. And then Nothing Much to Do because it was my like original one. And I, and I, not like my original, but like the one that got me into like the whole thing. 
Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree that the better strangers is fantastic. I don't, I feel like it's maybe in my top five. I don't think it's in my top three. Um, but project green Gables definitely is in my top three. It's okay. just like, I think I watched it the whole time it was airing. It was three years. I was the same exact age as Anne, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so rare that you're exactly the same age as a character and they just modernized everything so well. Like every single detail of the story, they really thought through how it was going to transfer to the new modern context. Um, like her story getting like not stolen isn't the right word by Diana, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess that's also in my top three. Um, I think I would actually have to say the Kate Moreland Chronicles, strangely. Okay. Um, yeah, it's just, like, it's not the best at realism, um, but I just really like the dynamic of the two leads, and I really like um and like their chemistry and I really like how they modernized the story I think Northanger Abbey is a really good choice to modernize and I really like what they did with it and how much they committed to making her a fangirl and kind of giving her some of Jane Austen's authorial commentary um yeah Mm -hmm. and I don't know Nothing Much To Do definitely has, like, a special place in my heart. Um, so did Lovely Little Losers for a while, but now I think I'm maybe over that. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that show anymore. It's an odd duck, for sure. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know how, like, if we ever need to get into that. because I, I, feel, like you, of, I feel like you've worsened on it, and I've softened on it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It's like, the first time I watched it, it confused me. And then I watched it again and felt like I understood what was going on. And I read all this stuff people had written on it. And then there was just so much discourse about it. Like even a year after it had aired that. (laughs) The podcaster listeners can't see the face I'm making. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. God, that was a time. Yeah. So Yeah, just the fact that it, like, generated so much discourse and such a, like, fandom falling out, I think, means that it's not in my top three, Mm -hmm. even though I wasn't even in the fandom at the time. Mm -hmm. Like, a year later, that was still an issue and still something that people were, like, having problems with each other about. I feel like you came across the ruins of Pompeii. (laughs) Yeah. I super did. It was really weird. Um, So... Yeah, I guess I'm going to say shout out to Rational Creatures, even though it's not done yet, um, because the season one of it is just so good. It's what we've all wanted for years. It's it's an adaptation of persuasion, if listeners don't know. Um, And it's just so fantastic. It's such a good modernization. Um, all of the creators have made other shows before and they make a really good team and I'm really excited to see what they do with the rest of the story once we're finally, you know, not all 
in quarantine. Yeah, if for some reason you're listening years in the future, we are currently in the first half of 2020. We have been <laughs> under quarantine due to the coronavirus. Hooray! Yay! Um, yeah, so those were my questions. Uh, why don't we talk a little bit about what we'll be watching first? Um, yeah. So we decided um, we wanted to choose a show that was not super long because literary inspired web series can be very, very long. Um, like the the original Lizzie Bennet Diaries is a hundred episodes. Like it's long. Um, so yeah, hundred episodes plus other stuff. Oh yeah, plus all the Lydia all videos, the videos and all that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and so. Uh, and also, I thought it might be fun for me to do one that I have never watched, which seems strange because I feel like I've watched most of them. Um, so we decided to uh, watch Eleanor and Marianne Take Barton, which is a 32-episode uh, adaptation of Sense and Sensibility by Jane Austen. Uh, we decided that we would kind of break it up into chunks of eight. So we'll, there will be four episodes of this show dedicated to each eight episode chunk so four episodes of the podcast yeah um i think one interesting thing about this show is that it's an adaptation of a british novel by actually british people which yes the only other one i can think of that's like that um well away from it all would be away from it all and from mansfield with love so and, those are the three. and M- mina murray which i mentioned earlier okay yeah, but Mina Murray I never finished. That, that exists. Yeah. yeah, it never finished. So I think there's like three solid, complete web series that are British. Oh, and the great wait, no, British Great Tarmac Road is an adaptation of an American yeah, book. Yeah, it's an adaptation of an American book, which is super the opposite of what it usually is. Yeah. Anyway, that's just a detail about it. It's mm-hmm. a university setting. I've seen it. I liked it. Um, but it was a while ago, so I guess we'll see what our thoughts are yeah, now. Yeah, I'm very curious about it because it came out. When did it come out? I'm going to look up my da- look at my database right now. 2014, 2015, one of those, I, I think. Yeah, something like that. 2015, probably. Okay, it aired from September of 2014 to May of 2015. Okay. Um. Which is, like, a good period for literary web series. Like, I feel like that was a very strong period. Because, like, Nothing Much To Do ended late 2014. And I feel like Nothing Much To Do inspired a lot of other shows to happen. Yeah. Because while Lizzie Bennet Diaries was very influential, I think that a lot of people could tell that it was done by, like, people who were semi-professionals or professionals in Los Angeles. Like, it was clearly a more professional production it had the backing of the vlogbrothers and all that sort of thing and then yeah, the, i feel like i feel like first of all autobiography of jane eyre came out right after that which um was kind of a, a more in, a much more independent production but i feel like it was it wasn't until nothing much to do that people really started to realize that basically anyone could do this sort of thing yeah i think nothing much to do felt very like relatable and it felt a lot less scripted also mm-hmm. um because the characters were just very natural and very teenagerly. Yeah. Um, as opposed to Lizzie Bennet diaries where they're very, they're older and kind of more disconnected from like the younger audience who emerged. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. 
Okay, so I don't think I'm going to make this the first episode. I think because, like, the website I'm using has, like, a option for, like, you can upload a trailer. I think I'll make this the trailer. Okay. And then yeah, the first episode. That sounds good. Yeah. The first episode will be, like, our first episode about Eleanor and Marianne Take Barton. I actually just watched the first episode earlier today. Cool. Um, I'm not going to say anything about it because um, we're, we're going to wait until we're actually talking about them. Yeah. But it's very cute. Uh, the two leads are very cute, and I like them a lot. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think they were very well cast. Yeah. Um, one thing that always bugs me in movies, TV shows, liter- literary web series, anything, is when siblings have vastly different hair colors. Yeah. Like, I know, I know it's possible, and I know what happens, but, like, I had this problem with the Little Women movie, where, like, mm-hmm. Emma Watson, why didn't they lighten her hair a little bit? She stuck out like she stood out like a sore thumb among all the other marches. Like I don't know. Yeah, I mean that's kind of the least of my visual problems with that movie. The I actually one I, being, haven't the, 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 I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Historically inaccurate costumes. Yeah, somewhere I heard about that. That yeah. it was not accurate. Yeah, and at all. Won a lot of awards for it, but whatever. Hey, you know. Oscars like dresses. <laughs> Yes. They like fancy dresses. <laughs> even though the dresses were too fancy for what they were supposed to be. Yeah, it happens. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. All right. Uh shall we sign off for now? Yeah. I guess so. And we'll do this again soon for Yeah. The first eight episodes of Eleanor and Marianne Take Martin. Yes, okay. Goodbye, friends. <laughs> Bye.